Welcome to the second ever Flash Flashcast. Uh, with you, as always, is Lisa Schmeiser, and accompanying me this evening are the intrepid Philip Mozalok. Hey! And Tony Sindelar. That's me. Also intrepid and doing some supplemental reading. Yeah. So, so, this most recent episode, we are actually going to try to do a few segmented formats so you know what to expect. The first one will be the Flash Flashcast recap, which will be 45 seconds long, um, since as... Uh, both Tony and, and Philip have pointed out we no longer have to worry about um, the, the 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 marathon slogs that Kurt Sutter used to subject us to. Negative. So yeah. So after the um, flash, re- and I'm setting up the timer for that now. In fact, flash recap timer, 45 seconds. So we'll have the well. So to recap, our sections are the flash recap. Then we're going to have the Doctor Wells Wells Doctor Wells <laughs> wellness check. Then I'm no scientist, but. And the uh, and and the um, we hope to become popular segment. Shut up, Cisco. <laughs> so, shall we start? Do we have any volunteers for recapping tonight, or do I? I I'm ready. I think. All right. Yes. Right. You know what? Should I talk in when's... like a fast vo- a fast voice, like I'm running? Is that? I'm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let you do my quick start, and you'll get yes. going. Start. All right, so uh, the Flash is fighting the Royal Flush Gang, but don't worry about it. They're not going to be in this episode. Uh, the Pied Piper shows up. Turns out he's Hartley Rathaway, who is Dr. Wells' former protege. Uh, Iris gets a job working for a legit newspaper instead of just being a blogger. Uh, the Flash captures the Pied Piper like halfway through the episode, so maybe the episode's going to be really short. No, he's a secret genius, and it's all part of his plan. Uh, the Pied Piper forces Dr. Wells to reveal the secret that he knew that there was a chance that his uh, science experiment could ex- could explode, and so he knew that he was threatening endangering Central City. Um, Barry and uh, the Pied Piper fight. Uh, Wells uses science to do what uh, Barry can't do with speed alone. And the Pied Piper is defeated and locked Mm -hmm. up and imprisoned. uh, Probably out of time now. Yeah, you did it! You did it! Yay! I kind of I didn't get to the kind of like after actions. There's like two after action scenes. um, But but yeah. Well, there's... um... All right, so the, the, the only things, and you did a great job with the recap. Um, the only things I would add were uh, Joe is launching a secret investigation yep. with, the gold, with the golden retriever detective, whose name I can't be bought. He does. Eddie. He's like a, Eddie, he's like a big human golden retriever. He's so friendly and has such beautiful hair and is so obedient. And he's going to help out Joe with his investigation into Dr. Wells, mm-hmm. because Joe is no dummy and realizes that Dr. Wells is, is seriously shady. And um, the other thing we missed is that we we now have incontrovertible proof that Dr. Wells is the anti-Flash. Or do we? Or, an, or, or one anti-Flash. Or one, or something. And, he's, he's got, and he talks about tachyons and the speed the force. The speed force! Which is which a big deal in, in the Flash He might world. be. So we, let's move on to the Dr. Wells Wells. Dr. Wells. I like it. Check. I like it. Yes. Um, so the good news is maybe he's only 35% evil since he can only handle 35% of the speed force at a time. That's that's the thing I'm clinging to. Um, okay. Explain that a little bit. Unpack that a little bit because <laughs> that was – I almost could go with a whole episode based around him by himself. Okay, so what is the speed force? I don't have a good answer, and I just read an entire Wikipedia article about it. It's oh, no. basically Damn it, the magic Tony. 
Well, okay. It's magic. It is, it's, it's basically it's, magic, except it's, yeah. you know, science magic. It changes. In fact, like, the Wikipedia article on Speed Force, and there is a Wikipedia article on Speed Force, like, has oh. disclaimers that, like, you know, the DC Comics canon has not always, like, been accurate. The basic idea about the Speed <laughs> on Force... On this made-up force called the Speed Force. The ma- this made-up force. This is not an actual physics term. Yeah. The Speed Force is some kind of magic science energy that speedsters which are like the flash and like the flash's relatives uh tap into and or create that gives them super speed so the the first letter of the the first sentence of the wikipedia article is um actually the second sentence excuse me the speed force is the extra dimensional energy that once powered all of the flash's superhuman abilities so if they take that what they can plausibly go with is that dr wells is so brilliant he's managed to find or tap into a parallel universe and he's perverting the laws of physics to run around fast in this one so is he um, using I, is he using Barry as basically a battery? He's I think that's the suggestion. And again, like yeah. we have to like there's always that tricky thing of like, well, this is what I know from the comics, but what is the show actually yeah. telling us? And like literally like Speed Force is like the next to last word said in like this episode, yeah. right? So like yeah. we don't know what this is yet or how the show is gonna use it. But it seems like mm-hmm. that is like this thing that, you know, that Dr. Wells it, it seems like is like harvesting from um Barry and I think there was that scene where like Dr. Wells is running and he falls down in the corridor and, and he's he, like no not now and he calls yeah. for Barry and Barry yeah. runs to him and yeah. then he's okay so there's kind of the suggestion that like wherever Barry is in the world or like I guess maybe he mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if he needs to be in proximity to Dr. Wells but like yeah. the him doing his you know running at super speed helps Dr. Wells with you know to regenerate well, his energy right and the reason they're using the word tachyons a lot is those are the time particles travel. that move backwards in time. And so yeah. I think the implication is is that Dr. Wells is bending the laws of time in order to tap this extra-dimensional force. Um, I have a feeling that there will be a lot of very simplistic explanations, um, probably about five more episodes down the line. And uh, we'll, we'll dissect those in the I'm no scientist segment. Uh, but... As far as this goes, so Dr. Wells' wellness check, possibly 35% evil. We we now know that he, um, that the tachyons are what help him travel through time. We know that he cannot control the speed force. We know he can't hold on to the speed force. Um, we know that, boy, he cannot wait to get out of that wheelchair and put on classical music, which is like a surefire sign that he's evil, because all evil geniuses always at the end of the day, like turn on their, their string music and have themselves a really nice scotch and think their evil thoughts before something happens. It's a cliche at this point. I do like the Parkinson's look, it, yeah. that hyper Parkinson's where Harold, just that effect where they just had his leg vibrating. Uh-huh. I just thought, with, yeah. you know, it was just those little tiny nuances that they use with him that are really cool. But not going to lie, this episode kind of broke my heart because... Uh, Whoa. Well, I wanted to. I wanted so badly to believe that Doctor Wells was was maybe atoning for you know big screw ups, or like in the future he realized that oh Barry Allen is the key to all this. To, to, Barry Allen is the key to making sure that Center City doesn't turn into a smoking crater or or, or gets attacked by weird vigilantes and hoods. But instead, it's it's basically I am cultivating Barry Allen because I need a living battery for reasons that have yet to be revealed, and. Um, I also found this to be a heartbreaking episode because he seems to have like genuine feelings towards all of his little his little science underlings, and he 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 throws Cisco a bone even, and Cisco, you're the heart of this lab. And, yeah, and, that and, like, was a magical nice, moment. And you genuinely believe he means it, 
And what I what I want to find out is how can this coexist with the guy who is playing a season long game of chess? Because they they beat us about the head <laughs> yeah. and shoulders with the chess metaphor. Just this time. a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, just in case it's not obvious at this point, Doctor Wells is playing a game of chess and Barry is a pawn, or perhaps Barry's the bishop or whatever. But the 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 the, the point remains. Dr. Wells' relationship to Barry is much, much different than Barry's relationship to Dr. Wells. And um, one of the jokes that Phil and I have is every time someone's on screen, we sing, my three dads, my three dads, he has three dads, he has three dads, because Barry has his dad who's in prison. And then he has Joe, who's his big father figure as well. And then Dr. Wells, he's kind of unconsciously adopted as a father figure in like the brainy sense. So now I'm really dreading the episodes when Barry figures out that his 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 science dad has been, you know, exploiting him and betraying him and not at all honest because like all of their interactions this time where Barry, I trust you and I'll stand by you and I'm loyal to you. And Dr. Wells is like, thanks for the family photo. <laughs> I mean, that was the kind of weird thing about this episode is it's it's kind of has that duality where it's both we have Dr. Wells kind of demonstrating his feelings toward his employees basically right yeah who are like the only people that have stood by him and he's trying to do the right thing for them but Uh we also have all these kind of like alone moments with him where it's like let you let it let's show you a little bit further behind that curtain about what he's plotting uh it's even that that last scene with just him in the room with the yellow suit is so like you know it's it's unnerving and he's got the ring on his finger too that's really i do like the that what potentially could happen, which is the galvanization of a hero, mm-hmm. and like I just got screwed over, Royal. Eventually, yeah. that's going to have to happen if Wells is the evil mastermind, and so then you're going to have Barry, who sa- who basically says, "Okay, if I am good, then I know what's good, and these kind of people are going to get put in the uh, internment camp." Yeah. Which I really do need to bring up. Who <laughs> yeah, is yeah. feeding these people? I was also, that was kind of my question at the end. Well, the, and also, I mean, so, because, I, I mean, maybe I need to go back and do an inventory of who is who is in, who's who's locked up down there versus who went somewhere else. But Hartley is kind of like, you know, like, it seems like he, he's kind of the most normal one, right? I mean, he doesn't have completely out of control powers i was even kind of confused because i i went and read a bunch of reviews because and it seemed like the reviews were about 50 50 whether they defined him as a metahuman or explicitly as not a metahuman which was confusing to me um so but like it's not like his hands turn into iron or 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 other things like that so i mean his is having him down there i mean i think that's He's gonna. He needs to be there in proximity because he's gonna be important in later episodes. But obviously, but that one's yeah. kind of the most troubling. Of like, there is just this, this, you know, this, you know. I guess he's not a kid, but there's this young adult who has had a rough life, and we are just gonna lock him away. You know, we we have not heard of habeas corpus. So, you know. well, also the other thing that bugs me about this, and and this goes back to two things in the show that I realize I have to just smile and accept, and I I, I can't bring myself to do, is one. Why haven't we seen more metahumans who are good? Because Barry is the only one that's who's a, like, I'm going to be awesome at what I do. And, and there was that one lady who blows herself up. But other than that, it's been everybody else's impulse on getting superpowers has been, 
all right, life of crime. That's what <laughs> I, it, either that's your commentary on humanity or your commentary on Central City. So you know, yeah. it depends which one you can deal with. Well, what kills me is that Central City is so much less a mess than Star City. It is because yeah. like you head over to Arrow and you watch that and you're like, the only two people in the city who care about it are billionaires and weirdos. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Arrow like, is like we, yeah. like one entire section of our city is just the slums. I don't I don't know if they're that's... like we 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 just gave up on it. We call it the Glades. Yeah, we, we hope it's we, not clear. We, there's a glade in, it. in yeah. central city so but yeah th- it's the whole barry is like you're telling me barry is literally the only one who comes out of this mess all i am going to use my powers for the greater good because i believe in the social contract so like i'm always going to have a bit of a thing about that and the second thing is who gives a crap about ronnie you know i mean i realize they're trying to set this up where oh he's the only one that could thought caitlin snow's icy heart and she's grieving him and so on and so forth but like when your ex-boyfriend or ex-fiance turns to you bursts into flames says don't try to find me anymore and and then flies away take a hint maybe if you had a mutually loving and respectful relationship you're like okay i need to respect his boundaries so hartley has no leverage the only reason he has leverage is if caitlin lets him have it and i cannot believe that caitlin and cisco who are two people who hate him because they spent the entire episode hating him emphatically in flashbacks and in the present. They're going to be like, well, you know, we really hate this guy. He almost killed Barry by liquefying him with sound. He has a weird one-sided psychosexual fixation on our boss, but my ex-boyfriend who burst into flames and told me to leave him alone is out there somewhere and he can help me with that. So, okay, we'll get Starbucks and talk strategy. So I just... I feel like this Ronnie thing is a distraction, and I was hoping it had been laid to rest with poof, flames. Leave me no, alone. it's going to come. Back. I and mean, I guess maybe yeah. he is your he is your your token other guy that's a, a good guy, right? Yeah, who has superpowers. That might be it. Yeah, and 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 you know, and he is quite powerful, right? And and yes. you know, the flash. Well, and they're set and and they're setting him up as like, ooh, we don't know if he's going to be good or bad. We know yeah. he's Firestorm. We know he's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. So that was it. Even Tony knows that he was totally wrong yeah. last time. So. <laughs> so to move on to our next segment, um, which is uh, I'm no scientician, but so I feel like we kind of covered that with um, the speed force. What is it? And the answer is pretty much Wikipedia confused us and we're not quite sure. But all that we know is that Dr. Wells can manipulate it. Barry apparently embodies it and is blissfully unaware of this. And uh, it will come into play later. Other I'm no scientician, but Hartley's big thing is he can now manipulate sound. Is that it? Yep. Which sure okay. looks a lot like telekinesis when you need it to. And, well, yeah. is it – see, my whole take on that was, like, there's no parabola. There's nothing that seems to focus except for Jedi, like, gloves. Yeah. And now, how does he direct the sound is my question. Ay, ay, ay. It comes out of his gloves. Yeah, I, like, well, the thing is, is, is it's waves. And yeah. so it can diff- – it would, in theory, diffuse the further out it goes because sound tur- turns into sound when it hits an object. It made so, sense to me when he was, like, yeah. smashing windows in his intro. Like, I was like, yeah, sound sound could do that, right? But then uh-huh. later he's, like, picking cars up and, like, flipping them. And I was like, I don't, I don't really understand, like – how like, are you using sound to move that around? Just yeah. bouncing things around from wave to wave? Yeah. I, I don't know. Science. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like yeah. I can, I, I can get behind blowing out everybody's beer, uh, beer drums, eardrums. <laughs> I like the idea of blowing out beer drums. The, the streets are awash in Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hey, but yeah, yeah, okay. See, this brings me to my next point, which is not. I'm not a Scientology, a scientician, or Scientologist, mm-hmm. but or I'm no but, scientician or a Scientologist. <laughs> but my my forensic <laughs> skills say that. Barry is out of his element if he thinks that he's just going to speed through and put glass back together 
and <laughs> tell me that it shattered a certain way. Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call shenanigans. Yeah, I feel like if you put glass back together, no matter what, you're gonna. I don't know. How is he not getting super speed cuts? Is he healing really fast? He does heal really fast. So yeah, because I mean. we know that too. Well, which um, I think the other thing is is is. Hasn't anyone back at Police HQ noticed that that Barry Allen kid is now finishing up crime seems really, really fast? Well, I mean, it helps. He's got Joe to cover for him, right? So that's yeah. like that's that's the explanation there. But yeah. you know, he was always a, a rock star, you know, up and coming millennial lab scientist. Yeah, you know, who has you a know, really nice big lab space with a high ceiling and a window, and it's like, you know, it's oh oh my don't so the the thing that actually. When I watched this with my husband and pro tip to readers who are to readers, ha, to listeners who are at home, both Phil and I are reporters. Um, he's been a reporter since 1993. Uh, I've been freelance. Well, I've been freelancing since the 90s and jumped into the newsroom in 2000. We have never been in a newsroom that nice. Well, you guys they, should move they, to Center they, City. So. They don't give you free food. Yeah. Well, that, you know. and uh, th- we've never been to a newsroom, and everyone there is much better dressed. They were very well dressed. <laughs> oh I mean, God, like, were... there was a lot of ties and a lot. It was of... like the Abercrombie and Fitch yes. of journalists of, yeah. of newsroom, and then the editor in chief is. So the thing is, the editor in chief, like, oh, Iris, I have like a dozen veteran reporters here. Some of them are Pulitzer winners, but I want to <laughs> find out from you, cub reporter, what your thing is with the fl- flash. And she's like, no, nope, I want to talk about domestic violence shelters and like every editor i know would have been like no we want you on the flash beat we hired you for the flash beat you are here to bring in eyeballs this is your page view target we expect 500 words in the flash find an angle and instead he's all well hmm why don't we have the born pulitzer with the with the with the 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 fake attitude mentor you for a while and you can be plucky and she's like okay and it was just I was like, this this whole this whole plotline is kind of. They should play this in like the Tribune's board meeting. Be like, this is why print is dying. <laughs> well, this could have all been solved with yeah. a like a little HR, or I'm going to the editor's office, and that's it. It didn't have to be this big mm-hmm. group. It it could have just been like, well, you know, we brought you on. Be, you know, it has nothing to do with your skills. It has to do with your connection to the Flash. I mean, it could have been solved. It didn't even have to be hokey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just that's setting the stage for... I think that's the where, CW where she'll leaking be someday. in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's there's a lot of kind of millennial pandering, right? Um, that's, mm-hmm. that's There's a lot of that shimmed into the show. And, you know, yeah, the, I can kind of laugh at it, but, you know. The, the, the you can get a job based on your blog thing yeah. is kind of... Well, and and, and, and even thought, on, your, on your first day at work, you're still going to have plenty of time to go hang out with the Flash and drink coffee, you know. And, and the other thing I, I thought about was the whole, oh my goodness, there's some... Um, they hired me, and I thought, oh, Iris, you could probably make more money off that blog if you got in with, like, Federated Media as your ad network than, than you could if you were working. Do you know what salaries are for for, for starting reporters? <laughs> and you're shacking up with a civil servant, so one of you needs to bring in the money, and, and you know who's not going to be bringing it in? The entry-level reporter. <laughs> How about that Google AdSense? Come on. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, if she, had her, if she had her own blog, she could be, like, the Nikki Fink of the superhero blog world or whatever. But instead, it's, it's I want to work at a newspaper. And I thought, this is written by somebody who probably went to college in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> who was under the impression that you needed legitimacy from third-party institutions because you couldn't become a legitimate entity on your own. Come on. So. Yeah. It's, it's a so, little strange. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I will tell you what. All right, what's her boyfriend's name? Uh, Eddie, Eddie, which is important. Eddie. Okay, uh, well, Eddie he, does give the weirdest smirk, 
like almost evilly kind of smirk when uh, he basically says, do you want to go ahead with this investigation of Wells? And he's like, 100%. And he was just like, woo, like fun times. And it was just, I could see that guy being turned into a really cool villain Well, so if they do it right. Do you want to know the the behind the scenes comic thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. His name is Eddie Thawne, which Mm -hmm. is very similar to the name of one of the reverse flashes. One of the reverse flashes who is from like the 25th century has the same last name as him. So, oh my gosh! Does he? Is he? What if Eddie has been playing dumb this whole time? What and he's if he not is really the reverse flash, or is he? And he's like the, the grandfather of the, or the yeah, not grandfather, but you know, great great grandfather of the reverse flash, or is that oh. totally just in there to fake out the comic nerds? It might be. You know, you know? it might be the same way that uh, the same way that they've got Diggle as as the the bodyguard in uh, Arrow. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. So you don't know. I, I mean, I, the yeah. specula- you know, the thing is, is I find that the more I dig into the Flash's background on Wikipedia mm-hmm. and, and read up on it and everything, and the more speculation I do about this show, the less I enjoy it because I'm so, I get very anxious then about what's right and what's wrong. I think that's, and, and that's probably not the right way to do it. And I'm, I exactly, feel like I'm doing the yeah. exact same thing as you because I want to yeah. like know and take it apart, but it's not really yeah. satisfying. It's probably, it's probably better to just like... And to I guess watch, that's I, I, to watch it like my husband watches it, which is oh that Tom Cavanaugh sure yeah. fun to watch because he is he He's really like is. What yeah. story are they going to tell here and not? How do I you know what clues do I look for for how that story connects to other? Yeah, stuff? And, no, you know. that's just going to drive you nuts. Yeah, but, but yeah. you know that's what I'm doing for now. So yeah, no, <laughs> I'll let you and, know how and, that works out for me. And the thing is, is I do that. I have a bad habit of doing it with the Arrow show yeah. because I've, I've read some. I've read a lot of Green Arrow, or rather, a lot for somebody who grew up on Marvel. But mm-hmm. and so I'm like, oh, this is this is going to work out, and it just made me unhappy. So I, I was able to stop, but like here, if there's part of a, I don't know, I want to figure out what's going on, and part of me's like, I don't want to know, I don't want to figure out what's going on. I, I would prefer to be surprised. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, I my think biggest it's... surprise, my biggest surprise for this this episode was with the shut up Cisco portion. I have no shut ups. Like this was the Cisco episode. Yeah, like well, he's he was awesome in this episode. I think um... my only, I I felt like I had to list something. And yeah. so I gave it not for anything he said, but uh-huh. for the shirt that he wore in the, in the oh, flashback. I was like, that is, yeah. you know, like Cisco, you wear some pretty dorky shirts, but yeah. like a keep calm and Star Wars shirt, like that, that's not, that's keep not a good. Keep calm and shot first, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not an acceptable first day of work shirt. Um, so your shirt should shut off, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, so, here, but- here's the only one that I have. First of all, that explosion, he had done a... <laughs> One, two. Yeah, so a 720. And they didn't take him to the hospital. <laughs> no, yeah. he had a concussion that made him... F- that picture of him, that, that, you know, that before they went to commercial, mm-hmm. he looked like a bloody mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was, oh, hey, Chipper McDougal. <laughs> what? You, I, just got, you, know, you just got housed. Yeah, he, he was up and about. And... Who knows? Maybe that's a thing now. Maybe he's been. Maybe he will become a good guy or a bad guy with yeah. superpowers. We, we well, don't know. Well, you know, some people come out of anesthesia fighting. Some come out extremely dopey. He comes out like the life of the party. That's his. He just. <laughs> I feel like you know, Cisco is kind of always on, right? I mean, he's yeah. just like I am. I am. I am Cisco twenty four seven, hot and cold, just pumping this through my veins. This is what yeah. I got. I'm here. 
I didn't get to name anyone this episode, and I'm kind of upset about that. That was actually really funny where, where you know, Eddie does the name, and he's like, I, I'm the one who assigns Nick the around here. Oh, that was, was pretty cool. And I was like, well, it speaks well of his character that he can actually give credit to good ideas to people he clearly hates. Mm-hmm. So I softened a lot towards Cisco this episode because... Like you said, he's Cisco twenty four seven, and given the amount of crap that that's that that stupid um, Hartley, I don't even I, Hartley. Yeah, I don't even like him much. Remember his name? Like stupid Hartley kept flinging at him. Mm-hmm. Given just how awful Hartley was to him, the fact that Cisco was just keep on keeping on mm-hmm. was great. The the what I felt sorry for in this episode was was poor Caitlin because she like sweeps in. And, Hello, I'm Doctor Caitlin Snow. I and my boyfriend will be heading off with my boyfriend to do boyfriend and girlfriend things. That was I thought that was that was some of the worst dialogue in the yeah, scene oh, in the flash. Awful. I, was like, I don't do you know, humans talk that way. Um, and he's like, go tell your boyfriend X Y Z. And I'm like, okay, somebody who is in theory as tough as nails as Caitlin should have snapped back. You know, I am Doctor Caitlin Snow and not go for Caitlin Snow. And you can tell him yourself. And instead, she's all, my boyfriend and I will be boyfriend. And she's like, oh, come on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this show kind of has a chick problem as far as I'm concerned. Because um, Caitlin... They're not like, real strong. No. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is, is Caitlin's had some strong moments. And I like that she and Felicity have like a science nerd girl friendship thing going on. Yeah. Like, I like that a lot. And I wish we could see more of that where... Where she's just, you know, left, left brain and loving it. That would be her t-shirt. And I like... and But, like, Iris drives me up a tree. And, uh, it is pretty weak compared to Arrow, even. Yes, you know? because you know, because when you complain that the weakest character on Arrow is the district attorney who's now a vigilante crime fighter. Oh, uh, don't time. even start! Don't even start! <laughs> I can't because I have to bail out of this call in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, I'm gonna uh, let me just w- say one thing, costume-wise. Uh-huh. Okay, you're if you're the Pied Piper, why are you looking like Harry Potter? I thought, but he's like <laughs> Harry Potter. With uh-huh. like a Jedi cloak, the 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 phrase I wrote down, Hufflepuff mm-hmm. Sith Lord, um, yes. because oh. he's not he's not. <laughs> I mean, and like yeah. I mean, that's kind of me. I, I don't know. See, I, I'm not sure how I feel about him as a villain because he's not that threatening, right? And he he's is basically Doctor Wells. That's the yeah. Thing. I mean, is he's this smart. whole episode points out that he's Doctor Wells, and the only difference is, is that Doctor Wells is an actual Slytherin who knows yeah. enough to to push people's buttons. Well, and he's and got he superhero successfully, yeah. Yeah, and he's got superhero hearing aids. Dude, yeah. That and can he, explode. And he built some stuff. Yeah, but but, but, but both... he's kind of like, I mean, he's kind of more of a, a wretch than anything, right? And I mean, there's yeah. even, they there's the one line of backstory they give us where it's like he's been disowned by his family. Simply and, for being who he is. Yeah, so for being who he this... is. And so maybe that's why he's super unpleasant to be around. And then right? like his one work friend slash secret crush object, because I thought it was pretty obvious that he is he, he has a thing for Dr. Wells. Um, and but basically his boss slash friend slash crush object, or just um, only person he relates to, right? Yeah, yeah. There's because there's some deep emotional connection he's got with Wells. This is why he's so angry is because he's been jilted or spurned by Wells, who threatened to destroy his career and discredit him and and take away everything he loved. And he'd already lost his family over being who he was, and then he was facing losing physics over being who he was. And that's 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 a heck of a lot of stuff to carry around. I mean, Wah. I still think he's a. T- <laughs> I think I no, I still think he's a tool and a jerk, but I also think that, you know, circumstances have not been kind to him. So And you know, I don't know what I I mean, I think he's gonna come back and do stuff. It seems like they yeah. I mean that's they they with every episode of The Flash, they're required to have at least one minute that's going to lead into, if not the next episode, then a future episode. And it seems like yeah. he's going to tie in 
a bunch to Firestorm stuff, and maybe he'll be around for a while. I, I know in the comics, for a while, Pied Piper is a good a good guy. Um, yeah. But but you you never know what they'll do with that here. I would love uh, it if they had a good guy who was difficult. Yeah. Um. Because and this is the other what I well I like what I like about this show is that Barry is as cute as a bag of kittens and. <laughs> And he's so fun and friendly to get along with, and he's and like he's taken the being friend zoned by Iris thing with remarkable good grace, and like Cisco's his new adopted best brother, and he's got his three dads, his yeah. three dads. I mean, for someone who dads. like saw yeah. his mother die, he's you know he's coping extremely well. Well, yeah, he for, heals. He him. heals quickly. Yeah, oh, at all wow. levels. So. But it would be nice to have somebody who does the right thing because morally and ethically it's the right thing. And he's still just a really unpleasant person and he can't understand why people aren't being as nice to him as they are to Barry. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it would just be a really nice little, you know, for for that character. And uh, it would be a nice way to add some texture as opposed to, well, the bad guys in this universe are also bad, cynical people. And the good guys in this universe are sunshine and puppies and hero nicknames. You know, I mean, this is actually one of the things I loved about the Arrow Flash crossover was like, it was, you had the bag full of kittens heading over to, to yep. Star City. And it, it was hilarious because Oliver was like, oh, oh, what, what, what is this? I can't even. <laughs> I, I like it. It's, it works well. Somebody's yeah. going to have to die at the end of the season. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man, I don't I think they'll commit Joe. to that, but I think well, that this is in Sons of Anarchy. So, well, <laughs> may- maybe they need to take a few uh, pointers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Get rid of some of the cruft. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you kill? Uh, I would kill Iris because then you can yeah! have you can have Barry <laughs> upset, and then uh-huh. you can have her father get leave the force become kind of a raging alcoholic i mean Eddie would go crazy too that like that's yeah. that says a million balls right. bouncing in a million Eddie, directions that's some, oh that'd be awesome see? and you know i mean i think this and is, this is not sons of anarchy the they're not gonna kill her but like yeah. they could do an arc where she's like kidnapped or disappeared and like everyone yeah. flips out right although you know come to think of it arrows had a really high body count so, yeah uh, so because they killed off tommy merlin that first season that was kind of a yeah. good punch Iris could be the Tommy Merlin, where she's everybody's motivation for the next two seasons. Yeah, I mean, look, she's not a great actress, and it, and it, she. It's a. I feel bad for the character. Yeah, she contributes more dead than she does alive. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Oh, that should be the title I mean, of this episode. She contributes more dead than she does alive. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the CW, the CW formula is mm-hmm. more going to be that she and Eddie are going to have troubles. And then mm-hmm. maybe Barry has a chance, and like that'll be hanging there for a while. That feels like a little bit more the CW speed, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. The CW also it, it changes direction too, because yeah. again, and the reason I'm comparing this to Arrow is they have the same showrunner, they operate in the same universe. There is a shared talent pool, but the first season of the Arrow was Ollie and, and Laurel are true love always, and they 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 took that ship in like a 45 degree direction when they noticed that the SS Felicity was bobbing along with a pretty hefty uh with a pretty hefty uh fan fan base behind it so yep. cuz now the season has been all about Oliver loves Felicity <laughs> yep. and uh you know <laughs> and and I thought wow you got to go where the ships take you, you exactly you got to go where the tide goes man yeah. and so with this um and I should add that the actress who plays Felicity like has chemistry with everybody and everything because mm-hmm. you see her with Brandon Routh and you're like, all of a sudden I feel good about her on the Adam. And then you see her with Flash and you're like, oh, he should have waited for her after he woke up. So, so like Emily Bett Rickards is, is, is 
is just fun and, and great on both series. But like it would be it would be nice if if another woman were introduced to this actual universe who is not Caitlin or Iris oh, cool. and she and Barry sparked off each other and then people who were in the show were like, you know, maybe Barry doesn't need to be dating a blogger and um <laughs> or maybe Barry can date this nice young woman at the Nike factory or, or whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> You know all those running shoes he needs. Yeah, it could, it could work out. <laughs> so should we should we go to kind of our, our final assessments? Final assessments, yeah. Um, <laughs> we still have to come up with a scale for this. So anybody who's listening to us, please tweet us and let us know um, how we should scale these. Do we scale zero these to five on? lightning bolts? I don't. I don't know. So. Uh, or zero to five k. Yeah, know, miles or, per hour. I don't miles per. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and you can. T- my Twitter handle is L Schmeiser. Uh, Phillips is Moe's, M O Z E. It's remarkably rem- easy to remember. And Tony's is T Sindelar. So, no, that's okay. Schmeiser has S C H in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, final thoughts. I feel like this episode was, um, it's, it, it's, it takes the season in a whole new direction. This is going to be one of those pivotal standout episodes for the season. Maybe not for the actual meat of the episode, which was Hartley has some issues, but rather for all of the stuff it revealed and what it set up. So um, if we're going on a scale of zero to 10 miles an hour, (laughs) 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 I would put it at a nine. I I, I think it's going to be important in the long term. I was a little more like an eight. I thought it was a Mm -hmm. a little weak around some places. I thought it was, we kind of just had an episode about a villain who is basically smarter than the flash with, with Mm -hmm. Captain cold. And now we have another villain who's smarter than the flash. At least the flash is a little bit smarter and can just run up to him and take his stuff away from him. Whereas he he didn't think of doing that last episode for whatever reason. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it seems, I think probably more, it's going to be the fallout from this episode. will be more interesting than the episode itself. Kind of like what you said. Yeah. I think I, I kind of go on eight too. There's, there's, Furniture moving and things in motion, or Mm -hmm. the potential of it. I'll accept that. But the Pied Piper, dumb. This is why DC is is DC. They have characters that I just can't relate to. Yeah. (laughs) There's no, you know, not everyone Mm -hmm. can be... Uh, Matter Eater Lad, I guess. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Okay, that's the other title of this episode. Not everyone can be Matter Eater Lad. They they can't. They can't. (laughs) I'll eat you. Yes. Okay. Oh, I guess Matter Eater Lad is is DC also. I forgot that. Yes. Oh, yes, he is. It's the Legion of Young Justice or something like that. It's it's. Oh, someone's (laughs) going to tweet me about this because I got the title wrong and I should know it. But the word Legion appears in there somewhere. I remember that. Anyway. Okay, well, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for this. This was a lot of fun, and it was flashy this time. We were we the flash. We through it, just like the flash. Flash, flash, exactly. yes, cast. The flash, flash, cast. Cast. Flashed. Yes, flash. bye. Okay. Zippy, zippy. And once, once again, with you, as always, I am Lisa Schmeiser. Uh, my name's Phil Moselak. I'm Tony Sibilar. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs>